Hey, kid, do you want to join me and my friend here? Hey. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to watch a movie that changes tones halfway through, and it was awesome to begin with, but then it gets more awesome. Wait, is there is there boobs in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll have to ask my mom if I can watch it. Do it, get in the van. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And I'm Jeremy. Or Schmad. Or Schmad. <laughs> and we're a father and son duo and friend that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler heavy fashion. So yes, today we have Jeremy slash Schmed with us. Hello. And he's one of my oldest friends we've been friends like what 27 28 years now yeah yeah i think we met when i was 17 in the mall (laughs) (laughs) what's a mall (laughs) it's a place where people used to gather and steal quarters from fountains to play video games (laughs) (laughs) anything else you'd like to add about yourself Nope, uh, I'm just uh, happy to do this with you guys. We were talking about it for a while, and it's a pretty cool way to connect since I'm all the way out in D.C. Yeah, I was supposed to go out and visit That's last, right. last month, but... Mm. We got COVIDed. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got my money back from the airline. Yeah, thank God. But yeah, you've been, you've been a long-time listener. Yeah, yeah, since the beginning, pretty much. I uh, often put you guys on when I'm laying down to go to bed and... Sometimes that doesn't help me sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> but it does help you poop. It does very much. <laughs> Hold on, I got. <laughs> yeah, you're also one of the first members we've had to our brand new Dongle Den. Dongle Den, which is our private Facebook group. So, if you like the podcast, feel free to join. Please, I'd like to see your memes. I will grade them. I will rate them. I will judge your memes. It's a little late. Yeah. Late in the game since we've been doing this for a couple of years, but I don't know. I figured what the heck. Better late than ever. That's right. Every dongle needs a den. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So today we're covering the 1996, I would say, classic film. Yeah. Still Dawn. It was a really fun rewatching this. I, uh, I mean, I remember watching it a lot on VHS when it came out years ago, and it had probably been. 15, 20 years since I've watched this. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I watched it, considering I do remember, like, it was one of my favorite movies when it came out. Yeah. God, I watched the crap out of this. This was my first time watching it, so I guess I can't say much about my history. Oh, wow. Looking forward to hearing what you think about it. Yeah, I'm not sure why it took this long. I guess maybe it was the boobs. I, but even then... Yeah, they weren't, they weren't in there very much. There was... There was like a five-minute period where all it was was boobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
a glorious five minutes. So I'm just going to go over the IMDb information. So their description of the movie is two criminals and their hostages unknowingly seek temporary refuge in a truck stop populated by vampires with chaotic results. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Truck stop. I mean, I guess it is, but it was a bar that only served truckers and bikers. That is true. They did have a very specific rule about that. Yeah. But it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. It was written by Robert Kurtzman. I thought Tarantino wrote it. He wrote the screenplay. The screenplay, okay. Yeah. The story is by Robert Kurtzman. Got it, got it. Tarantino got paid the handsome sum of $1,500 to do the screenplay. (laughs) Yeah, didn't he also, uh, wasn't he also kind of muscled in too by Kurtzman because he did a ear cutting off effect and reservoir dogs yeah yeah yep kurtzman did the yep yeah and k and b effects do all the makeup in this movie and it's well they're famous for a reason yeah but yeah the cast of this movie there's a lot of people in this movie mm-hmm. yes yeah, so worthy of talking about i mean it's got george clooney quentin tarantino harvey keitel juliet lewis uh, Ernest Lewin, probably one of his very few screen appearances ever. Fred Williamson, the black exploitation king. Oh, yeah. Selma Hayek. Tom Savini. Yeah, Cheech Marin in three roles. Three roles, yep. <laughs> uh, Michael Parks is in it. John Saxon has a brief appearance. I don't know if you guys noticed, too, uh, but Greg Nicotero who is the effects guy behind the Walking Dead series, has a very small role in the movie, too. Oh, yeah, he was hanging out with Sex Machine. Yeah, well, Sex Machine steals his beer with his whip. <laughs> Come on, Sex Machine. Come on, Sex Machine. If, if I had a nickel for every time I said that back in the 90s, I would have a lot of nickels. <laughs> I would have I turned him in for quarters and played some video yep. games. <laughs> we could have left the thumbs alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we actually have a trailer for this one, so let's check it out. So let's, let's listen to this trailer all together right now. Let's do it. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We have a bunch of little vampires out there trying to get in here and suck up their blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Oh, yeah! Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk 
till dawn. Wow, that's a trailer. Wow, that was an amazing trailer. I'm really glad we listened to that all together. All of us listening to that trailer right now. We just did that. That was a very trailery trailer. I agree. I'm really happy I got the one with the naughty words in it that I had to edit. <laughs> Maybe when you're 18, Brennan, we'll stop being clean. Ooh. Get <laughs> a little filthy. <laughs> filth, flarn, filth. Okay, so I'll go down the, the rundown here. So the, the movie's basically about the Gecko Brothers. Seth, who's played by George Clooney, and Richie, played by Tarantino. And they're on the run after a bank robbery. And it starts off with a really fun gas station scene. Very fun. It should be noted, too, I read, I did a little delving into this. Uh, the Gecko Brothers were named so as a tribute to the Frog Brothers, vampire hunters from uh, Lost Boys. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this, this gas station scene is great. That's just amazing. I, I really loved it. Them damn burritos ain't good for nothing but a hippie. <laughs> yeah, high, on weed. <laughs> high on the weed. Oh, man, that's another one I used to say all the time. <laughs> yeah, so the sheriff shows up at this gas station, and he's just kind of shooting the crap with the guy behind the counter. About mongoloids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... Not so PC, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when the sheriff goes to the bathroom, that's when we find out that the Gecko brothers are there with a couple of girls that they're holding hostage. Yeah. And then, you know, like this really awesome shootout occurs when the sheriff comes out. Yeah. And a flaming dude. Oh, oh my such God. a good flaming dude. What a great <laughs> flaming dude. An amazing flaming dude. On fire, shooting a gun, screaming. Jumping. Ah. <laughs> oh. I forgot that was even in this. I was so happy. <laughs> but yeah, this whole situation just kind of goes downhill and gas station ends up blowing up. And they just kind of walk away too. That was kind of cool. Yeah. They're just so nonchalant about it. But really the problem with the situation going downhill was with Richie. Yeah. Character. And that's your first sign that something ain't right with him. Yeah, he is not right in the head. <laughs> yeah, and we definitely find that out in the next part when they end up going to a, like a small motel on the side of the road and they've got a hostage from their bank robbery in the trunk. Yeah. So they take her out and then like Seth has to leave cause he's going to go get him food. And that's where we find out that Richie really has some issues because when Seth gets back, they don't show much, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I was going to say as a kid or in my early twenties, they do that quick flash. I probably spent an hour of my life trying to pause it on that. <laughs> I had no interest whatsoever in doing it this time around. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's definitely alluded to that he raped her and murdered her. Yeah, there was definitely a, a bloody situation in that room. Well, when, they're at, when they have the thing on the news talking about them, they do mention that he's a convicted sexual offender, too. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And I like that that scene with the news where they were doing like the tally on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cheeky of them. Mm -hmm. It's a quick fun jab at the media. Yeah. But it's at this uh, motel where they end up running into the, the Fuller fam, which is like the, the dad, Jacob, who's played by Kaitel. Kate, who's played by, or his daughter, Kate, who's played by Juliet Lewis. 
and then Scott. Is Ernest Lou? I is he ever in? Was this pretty much it for him? Yeah, he hasn't really done much. Okay, for obvious reasons. Yeah, he's he's definitely the worst actor in this market. Yeah, movie. agreed. Like I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Like, did they just give him the job? <laughs> like, yeah, did they just find this kid? <laughs> just standing on the side during filming. <laughs> hey, we need a kid. <laughs> So the Gecko Brothers decide that they're going to take the family hostage because the RV is a really great way to get into Mexico because they got to get to Mexico to meet uh, Sus Contact. Carlos? Yes, Carlos. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they got to meet his contact, Carlos, because they're going to hide out in LRA, but they have to pay like 30% of their bank robbery. As a fee. Just to be protected down there. So yeah, they're they're traveling down. They they hit the Mexico border and they get stopped by Border Patrol, which is Cheech Marin's first role as the Border Patrol guard. And I I did appreciate that. Uh, can't remember Ernest Liu. Uh, he was wearing a Precinct Thirteen shirt. I thought that was pretty cool. It must have been a nod. I guess and Rodriguez is a fan or something. Oh yeah, to the to the Carpenter film. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jacob kind of. Uh, fumbles around a little bit with the border patrol and the gecko brothers have Kate in the bathroom. But then like this whole time, Richie's just creeping on Kate so bad. So bad. And so he's just like getting an argument with Seth as they're hiding in the, in the bathroom and Seth ends up having to knock him out, but the border patrol hears it. So they're like, yeah, we're coming in. So they go in there and they go looking around and they find Kate in the bathroom, but she's just pretending like she's taking a whiz while the other uh, Seth hides Richie in the, in the shower. It was pretty intense. Yeah, it is a pretty tense scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually appreciated the conversation, the quick argument Harvey had with his son, too, about telling the Border Patrol there's someone in there or not. It kind of added to the tension there because, mm-hmm. like, oh, is the kid going to do it? Yeah, we should talk about uh, Jacob a little bit. Because, like, he he was, like, a, what did he say, a minister? Yeah, a priest or a minister. Yeah, but his wife died, so now he, like, totally... Lost faith. Yeah. Has zero, zero love for God and Jesus. Yeah, that's very important to the story. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I, I agree with you where, like, his, his talk is... Because Scott just is like, hey, yeah, we should... Now's our chance. Mm-hmm. I watch all these reality shows, and this is... Is there one opportunity to be saved? It was the only moment in the movie that that character mattered to me, that I noticed the character, <laughs> cared what the character did. <laughs> yeah, he does a little bit later on, but yeah. so, it's not much. Even the Border Patrol guy kind of creeps on Kate. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's so creepy. <laughs> and all the creepy stuff in this, it's like, yeah, you can tell. Tarantino wrote the screenplay. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Just like, I'm going to stare at Kate's feet. I, yeah, I feel like this wasn't much of a stretch of acting for him, this, this role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Just <laughs> yourself in a little extra. He really put himself into the work. <laughs> I will say this is the only Tarantino performance that I was not completely annoyed by. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least he doesn't say the N-word like 20 times. 20 times, yeah. I think, though, I think he 
was up for a Razzie for that role or won the Razzie. I'm not 100% sure, but it was one of the two. Yeah, he probably should have won. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? He's, he's not a professional actor. I mean, I guess he is because he's been in movies, but... He wants to be. It's clear how much he, to me, that how much he injects himself into his films that he views himself as, at least wants to be, but he often falls on his face. But he does make good movies, though. Yeah, so they successfully make their way into Mexico and follow Seth's instructions where they end up at uh, a place called the Titty Twister. Yahoo! And this place, you know, even from the outside, looks pretty wild. You said earlier, truckers and bikers Mm -hmm. all over the place. Fire shooting out. I think I read that the... It was designed after a tribute to one of uh, like the bunker in Apocalypse Now, the inside of the bar. So outside, uh, they've got their their pitch man. I'll have to tone down his his character's name. You know what, guys? His... I I'm kind of hungry for some apple pie right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chet P word we'll call him because <laughs> he really loves that P word. He does he does? But yeah, that little that little pitch he gives is fantastic. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to let them in either because they're not bikers and they're not truckers. But yeah, the 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 Cheech character they they kick his butt so they can get in. That's and, right. Yeah, and that's yeah that's where they run into Danny Trejo as the bartender. His name is actually Razor in the movie. Oh, that's cool. That's a- and yeah, he, I couldn't believe how young he looks, considering I always thought he looked grizzled and old. Yeah. yeah he was at birth. <laughs> I looked up his, because I was like, oh, I don't really remember seeing him in anything before this. And he was in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I think Once Upon a Time in New Mexico. I mean, he's like, even before this, like, he's got like 11 years of acting roles. and oh, Wow. Just like bit parts. And dude will just act in anything. I mean, we could probably get him to act in a movie if we paid him enough. Yeah. You want to be on the podcast, Danny? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I could talk to him for hours. But yeah, Razor, he doesn't, he just doesn't want, he tells them to leave too. But that's where Jacob comes in and does this whole spiel about how he has to have a commercial license to drive the RV. And yeah, shows so- it to him and he's just kind of like, eh, all right, whatever. And then, yeah, inside the bar, that's where we're introduced, like, uh, little bits with uh, Sex Machine (laughs) and Frost, which they never say Frost's name in the movie. Okay, I I noticed he was billed as Frost, but yeah, I couldn't remember hearing him go, hey, Frost. No, uh, I don't think they say his name at all. Whatever. But yeah, that's fun little comedic bits in there. (laughs) I like when Frost is playing dominoes. He's trying to, like build the little the little uh house just keeps on falling over (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the big thing here is when uh some of hayek's character who's known as satanico pandemonium which Mm -hmm. that name is awesome yeah it's uh it's a there's a a mexican horror movie that called that that that's i guess uh, rodriguez loved the movie that's why he named her that oh that's a great name but yeah she comes out dancing with a snake and yeah i had read that she had a super huge phobia of snakes. Ooh. She, yeah, she went to therapy for two months before filming to get over the phobia. 
Yeah. Jeez. And Rodriguez told her that uh, Madonna was going to get the part. Yeah. To still like Connor into <laughs> taking it. Light a fire under her butt. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, am I glad she took the part. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I didn't really uh, pay too much attention to her part when I was younger, but I certainly did now that I'm older. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just turning into a dirty old man now or what. We're, we're Tarantinoing on her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Selma Hayek, listen to her podcast. <laughs> we want to talk about your belly button. <laughs> but yeah, she comes out and she's doing like, you know, the sexy time dance. And she ends up, whoa, wouldn't you know it? She ends up going to Tarantino. That's weird. Hmm. And like, at one point, sticks her foot in his mouth. Huh. Someone says if he uh, wrote the screenplay. Right, right. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, so during this whole dance sequence, Cheech Marin character from outside comes back in. And you can tell he's talking to like some other dudes and about like, and he's, he's pointing at Seth and everything. And it's like, oh, man. They're in trouble now. And that's when uh, they're really not going to take any of this guy's crap. And uh, the whole fight breaks out. Mm -hmm. What a great fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering like Seth wanted to get in the fight earlier. Yeah. Cause that guy, guy. On him. yeah. And then Jacob talked him out of it. But you're so much of a loser. You can't tell when you've won. Yeah. That line is great. Yeah. That was a, that was a cool bit. Yeah, that's really just like a turning point for Seth's character, I think. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, something somebody got through to him. Because this whole time, like, he's pretty charismatic. Yeah. And he seems likable. I mean, uh, wait. Who, who is it? Seth. Seth yeah, character. Yeah. I mean, considering, like, he's taking people hostage and everything. But he's just like, just play by the rules that I set up. And everybody's going to be fine. Yeah, like, I was rooting for him. Like, yeah, very weird. Movie. Yeah, it was very strange. Like the whole border <laughs> patrol part, I was like, "Oh, really hope he makes out of this." Like, I don't think it passed. It was strange that the movie made me care so much for Seth. Yeah, when he's such a a jerk. Yeah, he's totally a jerk. But this is it's it's cool because Clooney can really pull pull him like both of those attitudes off. Yeah, of being a complete no nonsense BA guy, but also like just charming. He's a lovable rapscallion. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, this, so then this, this whole fight ends up happening and, you know, they're pulling guns and shooting people and everything. And during this part, I mean, that's when St. Uh, St. Some of Hayek's character. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up like, that, that's when it comes out. It's like, oh, now it's party time. What did she say? Dinner is served? Yeah, I think something, something like that. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when you find out, oh no, vampires. She vamps out, but her vamp out is very snakish. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I, you know, that probably comes from uh, they wanted to do more of like an Aztec thing with these vampires. Alright. I mean, it's like just what, 10 minutes of massive bar fight? Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, it's just full of cheesy goodness the limbs being rendered and and it's I, I never really paid attention to this uh 
way back when, but uh, the blood was all green. The vampire blood was green. And I guess that was done purposefully to keep it from getting an NC-17 rating. Oh, I bet. I loved the band. The band was the band. great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, when they're playing like the body bass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so great. And they're just playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, there's so many fun parts. Like Frost is just picking up vampire strippers and slamming them on like table legs. And he's apparently a, a, a kung fu master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. I mean, this is just like awesome grindhouse cinema going on. Yeah. But it's it's so great too because it's such a fast shift in tone. Right. Yeah. It turns into a completely different movie. I do I did like a lot of the some of the well, there's one part, I think it's towards the end of the fight where it comes down to the four of them and then four vampires and they're kind of marching at each other. And uh like you get like a first person view of the vampires being killed by by like soft like and the blood just squirts up out of the camera. R- really cool camera work. Yeah, and this is also yeah, you also uh see the cod piece gun that Sex Machine has. It's so awesome. That <laughs> <laughs> he showed off earlier, but it is functional, which does not make any sense no. whatsoever. And I don't care. I don't care. Don't I, care at all. <laughs> I really like the way that this movie and they do this a lot more later, which we'll talk about. But I liked uh when Frost kills the vampire with a pencil because it's like a wooden stake. Like, yeah. I like the way that they play with the rules of vampires. It was very entertaining. I, in my notes, I have pencil heart stab. <laughs> <laughs> because they realize that everybody's going to start turning into vampires. Yeah. And like sex machine ends up getting bit, but he wants to hide it. <laughs> in a very, very, it was very funny. How he went about that. Yeah. And like how, uh, Kate, Kate doesn't want to kill that one guy because he looks kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's basically what gets Sex Machine bit, too. Because he's, like, worried about her and looking at her to see what she's doing. He seemed very nice. <laughs> For a guy named Sex Machine, yeah, I just think. Very, very caring gentleman who, who, who fought in a very dancing-like manner. <laughs> Man, he really knew how to use that whip, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and Richie comes back. Yeah, he looks like Frankenstein. I never understood that. I wonder if it was just, was it somebody else in Tarantino makeup? The one thing that, I mean, I, you start analyzing things a little too much. The, how they, the time length of when they would turn seemed very arbitrary. It happened immediately sometimes, or sometimes it took five, ten minutes. Whenever the movie needed it to happen, it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's supposed to be an emotional moment. And I'm like, uh. Yeah. I don't even care. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. Because, I mean, we already know he's definitely not a good person. Mm -hmm. So, eh. No no real loss there. Now, I don't remember. Did um, Jacob got bit too, right? The the dad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and we'll listen to a promo from another podcast. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. We'll destroy this Earth. 
destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in Wool Rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flashdance? <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's flashdance. I did like that. They uh, The CG, CGI looked... I don't even know if it looked good in 96, but I was glad they used it sparsely. I really appreciated that they used a lot of actual effects other uh, instead of CGI stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, when they do use it, they cut away pretty quick. They mm-hmm. don't yeah. leave it on screen too long. And for being as old as it is and knowing that they didn't have a, that big of a budget, it's not bad. No, no yeah. I mean, it looks good in the transformation sequences because they do it fast. Mm-hmm. Where back then, they tended to like, oh, it's going to morph. Yeah. And they would just take forever because they really wanted to show it off. And in this, it happened so fast, like, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, the melty scenes, I don't know, would that have even really been cheaper back then? Yeah. And the, yeah, even how they, like, what happens when they die is pretty inconsistent, too. Yeah. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's so fun. Sometimes they blow up. Sometimes they implode. It was just, it was like a party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once the whole bit where uh, Sex Machine is turning and Frost is telling his uh, big monologue about being a mom. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when I think there's a scene where it's like someone's looking at it from far away, so you can't really hear what he's saying. You just see him stabbing people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a pretty funny sequence. Like you know, like oh no, I've got a tooth. Oh no, like my hands are getting all monstery, and I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to hide them. Yeah, it reminded me of like of a Looney Tunes cartoon doing that scene. <laughs> oh man, it's so much fun. But yeah, once he finally like fully turns, he ends up uh, biting Frost, which that kind of stinks. Yeah, but that's where you get like the best line in the movie. What, what oh, line would that be, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> come on sex machine come on sex machine <laughs> pardon me pardon me sex machine <laughs> come on sex machine <laughs> without like to engage in combat <laughs> <laughs> after he gets bit by sex machine he ends up like throwing him through the door Oh, I forgot to mention that there's like they can hear all the bats outside. Mm-hmm. I kind 
I remembered that from watching it a long time ago, but I feel like when I watched it last night, I barely noticed that, it, that like the windows were rattling. Maybe I just kind of glossed over it, but. Yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, I thought there was a whole lot more vampires to kill. Where do the other vampires come in? And I'm like, oh, that's right. They're outside for whatever reason. Yeah, but once that door gets like a sex machine thrown through it, mm-hmm. all those bats start swarming in. And that's where uh, Frost turns to, which I think is the worst looking makeup in the movie. Yeah, it looked kind of lame. It just looks like he's almost wearing like a half mask. Mm-hmm. And that's. It, it, was, it was it was hard to look at, not from a disgusting way. It just didn't make sense. I was like, is that his mouth? Is that his. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Looked off. But yeah, then, <laughs> then, then this leads to an, another big battle where all these vampires are coming in and. They got it. They decide that they can get to the, like the back storeroom of the bar, because like there's like a big massive door, and they get back there and then they're like, okay, well, this place has obviously been killing people for a while. It's mostly truckers and stuff, so they got to have some supplies back here. So let's look for supplies. Then you get supply montage. And this is where like the inventiveness of all the, the vampire killing weapons comes in, and I. I love all the stuff that they did. Like the water gun, the water gun with holy water and the water balloons. And those weren't balloons, son. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're condoms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the jackhammer, the, the, the stake. Jackhammer on the stake. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely impractical, but whatever. <laughs> and they're etching the crosses into the bullets. Yeah, because all because Seth convinces Jacob to be a a, like, a boo <laughs> a servant of God, if you yes. will. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I mean, that's a it's good for that character, I guess. <laughs> I did like. I might be getting a little tad ahead, but I love the conversation Harvey has about putting him down if he needs to be if he becomes a lapdog of Satan. Yeah. He makes everyone promise. And Seth is like, yeah, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to ask for from your kids, but I don't know. I feel in that situation. Gotta make hope, sure. I would hope my kids would be totally fine with killing me. Yeah, well, you're not you anymore, so like... Brennan? <laughs> I did... Uh, you know what, too? Is that Harvey did... I'm not used to Harvey in a fatherly role, and I, I, I feel like he did a, a really good job at it. Oh, for sure. He was better known for playing like hard criminals and stuff. Yeah. He's come a long way since Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that then this leads so they go back out into the bar and this is where like the next huge battle takes place. And these all these new vampires are more just kind of like scraggly winged Nasferatu and stuff. They looked really good though. Oh yeah, the full body mm-hmm. outfits. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, like what they did with the Baron and what we do in the Shadows, yes. the TV show. Yeah. I hope these universes are connected. <laughs> Nosferatu-ish, Max Shrek-ish. Yeah, so it's just a really cool fight. And, you know, that's where, that's where Jacob ends up turning. But then Scott can't do the deed. Because he's lame. Yeah, he manages to get one condom of holy water thrown at him and then like half his face half of jacob's face melts off it looks so cool too yeah that was i have it in my yeah that looked great 
Yeah, that was a really cool effect. And uh, just because Scott can't commit properly at first, and he's he gets attacked, and then he's getting all chewed up by vampires. Kill me, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird how he was all twitchy. Yeah. Maybe that's how he got the job. Was this, like, this, this kid <laughs> can twitch. You see that kid over there twitching? <laughs> <laughs> should hire him. He's great. <laughs> but yeah, Kate ends up uh, killing Scott, which causes a chain reaction. Boom. She, shoots, <laughs> she shoots him in the head with a crossbow and it just explodes all the vampires and Scott. I think it, I think it because he had all the water balloons. <laughs> I think it's that set it off too. It seemed to me like they, it was kind of like a grenade effect, but maybe not. I like the part of a sex machine turning into the weird dog. Oh, the rat! The, oh, the, the rat! Chupacabra? That's what yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a chupacabra. That part was cool. Yeah, because they cut off his head. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes. Why did Why did Savini turn into a chupacabra? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense, but I. I really don't care. That effect of his new head coming through his neck, too. So cool. Oh, yeah. Anything else cool in this scene? I like the part um, when Jacob has the shotgun through Frost's chest and is reloading yeah. the shotgun by, like, pushing forward. <laughs> Using Frost's body weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that part was really cool. I mean, Frost doesn't really do much. But it kind of reflects uh, Frost's story, too, that he was telling about, like, Killing people with the bayonet. Yeah, over, over. Yeah, so pretty much uh, it, it just ends up being Seth and Kate. Dawn starts coming, and lights start to peek through all the bullet holes and everything. Which was uh, just a great, I, I love, it's been done, but it, it, they did it so well in this movie with just the beams of light kind of cutting a vampire here or there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how they had, like, the vampires are trying to duck underneath all the beams. Yeah, still get at them, so they create more holes, mm-hmm. make it harder. But man, it does not really look like they're gonna make it. Yeah, but I just like that Seth too was like he didn't even plan on making it through because he mentioned earlier about how he doesn't even care if he dies. He just yeah, wants to yeah, take out as wanna... many as he can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so then they end up they end up getting saved because Carlos and his his uh, goons show up. Mm-hmm. Each is third roll. <laughs> yep, hmm. she just third roll. And they end up like blowing in, like shooting in the door. What's or what remains of it mm-hmm. anyway? And uh, the, the, the light just kills all the vampires. Yeah, I like when it hits the disco ball, it starts reflecting all the light everywhere. <laughs> that was so cool. That's so fun. <laughs> oh, what did I can't remember what he said. Sus says something uh, to Carlos about like, what are the what were they, psychos? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Psychos like do psychos. not ex- psychos do not exp- explode when exposed to sunlight. <laughs> I really liked Carlos. It's just kind of like absent-mindedness. Yeah, he just never yeah. really got it. Yeah, well, I mean, the the funny thing too is that like he was supposed to meet them somewhere between from dusk till dawn, mm-hmm. and that's why he picked that location because it was open during those times. But then, like. When he shows up, he's like, "Yeah, you showed me. You told me to show up at dawn mm-hmm. in the morning." You're like, "Here I am." Mm-hmm. Not a very good partner. <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know what? My brother is dead. I am not paying you thirty percent. 
and he still ends up like they they haggle over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the twenty. Yeah, it ends up being twenty. I'm like, man, I thought it was twenty five. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Carlos Dion was like twenty five, and yeah, right at the end. Oh yeah, right at the end, right at the shake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't be. I I gotta imagine somewhere in Seth's head, he had been a little relieved that Richie was dead. <laughs> and he got to, he gets a Porsche too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he ends up because uh, Kate is just like, uh, I want to come with you, and he nope. Yeah, I like that. I'm not a very good person. Here's some money. Bye. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so then Kate just gets in the RV, starts driving off, and as he dri- as she drives off, you see the back of the bar, and it's just this big Aztec temple in the back that's just buried up in the front. The back is just a big giant pit with all sorts of trucks and cars in it. It was really cool. That was a fun reveal. Ah, oh, so cool. We was like, man, they've been doing this a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has anything they want to talk about. Brennan, you, you, you thoroughly enjoyed it? Oh, I, I loved it. It was amazing. Well, you had coworkers suggest that you watch it, right? Yeah, I was talking to coworkers about like movies and stuff, and they brought it up. And they, they were describing it to me, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's like this, like, you know, it's like this action movie, you know, these, these people on the run. And I'm like, follow me. Like, okay, okay, that, that sounds interesting. Like, and then... There's just a bunch of vampires, and I'm like, what? <laughs> this isn't real. And they're like, a guy has a gun on his crotch. And I'm like, are you really? <laughs> like, I have to watch this movie now. That's, uh, that's when I brought it up to, to you, Dad. And you. And then you were like, okay, we, we got to watch it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, we should really have Schmed do this one with us because we used to watch this all the time. Yeah, we had a, a mutual friend that kind of ran it into the ground a bit. <laughs> I didn't have to live with him, though. Not true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I, I didn't have to, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turk! <laughs> we'll call him out. That's right, Turk. <laughs> I don't think Turk listens, does he? I don't know. We could use this as a test. <laughs> <laughs> Turk, if you're listening, your ma owes me 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know if Deb listens, so we don't want to insult Deb. No, nor Rod. <laughs> 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 I got to say, this movie, like, there, even movies I like, a lot of times there'll be a point in the movie where I'm like, let's wrap this up, you know? And there it was not any point, even on this, which was probably my 80th viewing. I, just from the the very opening scene to the final scene, I just was, there was never a dull moment, never a time where I was bored or thought, well, this wasn't necessary. I just enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, that the whole movie was like nonstop. And especially like when they get inside of of the, the truck stop, like that's when things like f- from the second they walk in, the rest of the movie is just completely different. And it's so so great i think it's it's really interesting because like you know you watch a movie about like zombies or vampires like literally anything and they they get to it so fast so you never really get to see the characters outside of that that environment and it was really cool seeing these characters that you get to know really well and then they're introduced this completely different space and environment and you know in this case vampires it was really it was really cool it gave all the characters more more weight yeah and it wasn't the the transition wasn't jarring at all 
there wasn't like a what the what it was like okay this is yep here we go <laughs> it's like you're there now yeah and, and the funny thing is too is that like they get so far into just fighting vampires as you would fight vampires and it takes them a while to even acknowledge that it's vampires mm-hmm. like they don't even they're like well i don't believe in vampires but these are vampires yeah these are vampires they do there's a little bit of dialogue about like wait are we just repeating what movies say about vampires yeah i like that about these vampires yeah they're squishier yeah that's right they were squishier squishy and soft but they were also strong too yeah so i mean that's just a way of like hey if somebody's going to complain that we're killing these vampires way too easy you're like, well, just tell them they're squishy and soft. They're squishy and soft. It's okay. <laughs> all right. But yeah, all the normal tricks tend to work on them. I will say, too, uh, the soundtrack, well, none of it was anything I would have listened to. Like, like hey, I'm going to go listen to that. But the soundtrack, too, worked so well with this movie. Yeah. I really like uh, whatever song's playing when they first enter the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently that band is a real, real band too. Wasn't put together for the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I forgot to see the band members. They just they like throw down smoke and disappear. No, I think they just. It appears like they just were like yeet and they just explode. Oh, like they actually. I thought they just like disappeared. They actually like exploded. I think they just. Explode. They decided to explode. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? We better explode, guys. <laughs> The fact that they all did it at the same time means that they must have had a plan. Something went <laughs> They've bad. done this before. <laughs> I just like when all the, the vampires are killed and they look over the band and they're like, no, let's kill this band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My one complaint, I think, about this entire movie is that the titty twister would not be that well lit. When they come in, that place is super bright. No shady, shifty bar has that much lighting in it. Yeah. Any any anything cons I had against this movie when I like just thought about it is just it's very much me trying to like for the sake of finding a con though I'm very nitpicky so it, it it didn't matter. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, Schmid, do you have a favorite scene? It, 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 honestly, the opening scene in the gas station. I, I just I, I love that the dialogue, the action, the flaming dude, the you the reveal that oh crap there's two hardened criminals in here it just seems like a conversation at first I, it just I, it was perfectly executed it was Jabba's palace so to speak <laughs> Brennan favorite scene uh my favorite scene is when all the vampires start to come out in the bar for the first time and the the initial fight breaks loose I really liked it you got to see it was interesting to see all the characters like react to everything, and you got to see like Frost and the Sex Machine do stuff, which they they like, die like kind of fast. You know, they never get to like the second fight, so it was really fun seeing those characters do everything. And it was it was interesting to see all the characters just like having to adapt to this just crazy change. Also, the action was just super fun. Yeah, I th- I'd have to say my favorite scene. I mean, it's really hard to pin down because the whole movie is just so much fun yeah if you had asked me tomorrow i might have a different favorite. <laughs> right i mean i guess like uh mine would probably be 
you know, the you're such a loser part. I mean, I just feel like that's such a pivotal point in the movie. But I mean, that's I'm just looking at character perspective because I can't really pick one with effects in it because they're all really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, had, a, I had a blast watching this. Mm-hmm. So next part, uh, Schmed, would, yeah. you, would you recommend From Dust Till Dawn? A hundred percent. In fact, I would be insulted if someone refused to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Dongles? If you haven't seen it, you better see, see it. it. Don't insult this guy. Brennan? I definitely would recommend this. It's amazing. I might try to get some of my friends and watch this with them, especially if they don't know about the twist. Someone who doesn't know, I, I am very, very interested to see how someone will react when they don't know the twist in the movie. Oh, I'm so envious of you right now. Like, I really want, I really want to get a friend and see this. That, actually, that'd be my recommendation. No, tell since, him you want to watch a heist flick <laughs> yeah yeah just tell him that and like so you get to watch the movie because i highly recommend it and it'll be a fun little social experiment too Ooh, yes as long as you're social distancing right now oh it's socially distance bennett <laughs> yeah i absolutely would recommend this movie i i would have at any point in time would i recommend any of the sequels have you seen them? I saw the second one with um, Robert Patrick. Yeah, it started. I was just sitting there after the movie, and it promptly went. And I watched about ten minutes of it, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not." Gonna do this. <laughs> I remember thinking, "Oh, it's not nearly as fun." And there's also a TV series that has three seasons. I I watched um I watched most of it. The first season is basically just this movie. But it gets into a lot more stuff. But it's just not good. Like, Robert Patrick's actually, he plays the Harvey Keitel character on the TV show. Right. And it's really not that bad, but it it goes downhill pretty quick. Just kind of, like, they get more into the lore of everything. And, you know, the the Richie character comes back. They don't make, I don't remember them making Richie just a pervert. (laughs) <laughs> that's all tarantino wasn't even in the script <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> oh no tarantino's gonna listen to this podcast oh no i'm gonna be so mad oh no quick don't turn around too fast tarantino you might knock stuff over on your desk with your chin careful there whoa <laughs> careful there <laughs> near perfect flick for the type of movie it is. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of a lot of movies that came out in the '90s, but I did look up like what else came out this year in '96 when this came out, and actually there are a lot of good movies that came out in '96. Was that Jurassic Park year? No, but like okay. Sling Blade came out. Yeah. Um, the Stupids. The Stupids. <laughs> Love that movie. Drive me. <laughs> we don't do comedies on here but uh if you did <laughs> we did yeah you know the, my kids would not know about the stupids if it wasn't for you <laughs> it was a severely underrated movie i love that movie so much <laughs> i'm a bush <laughs> anyway <laughs> one of tom arnold's finest performances <laughs> why he did not get an oscar for that i'll never know he did get a lot of cocaine for it i'm sure 
That might have been post-cocaine for him. He seemed a little mellowed out in that movie. That's true. Or he just went on a cocaine binge and they filmed him. <laughs> yeah, that's normal Tom. <laughs> Anything else of note come out that year? I don't know. There's a bunch of different stuff. Because I was going to say that, you know, like, well, this is absolutely the best film that came out that year. But I don't know. There's some other good ones, but this is the one I keep rewatching. So must be the best. Must be the best of 1996, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait. Gamera Advent of Legion came out in 96. That movie is good. <laughs> but that's in Japan. We'll count it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, don't forget, you dongles out there, visit the Tea Public store if you want to look cool and help support the show. I'll make a cool, like, $2 off every shirt. Hey, Schmidt, don't you have a shirt? I do not. I thought you bought one. No, I have a grid current shirt. Oh, well, that'll still count. Yeah. I can't fit into anymore. (laughs) 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 Yeah, there's, there'll be a link in the notes for this episode for the T public store. Feel free to contact us. Let us know how we're doing. You can email us at Corrupted youth pod at gmail.com. You know, like, please rate and review wherever you listen. We're on all sorts of stuff. I'm not even going to go through it anymore. So if you're listening to us, you know where you're listening to us. Tell all your friends. Do it. (laughs) Hey, guys, thanks for having me on tonight, too. It was fun. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for being a guest. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. Do I get a royalty check or? (laughs) Well, let's see here. Um, One cent for every shirt sold in the next week. (laughs) (laughs) You'll You'll get the adoration of 10 of people. Yes. Ten of people. Oh, wait. Nine of people because you're on this My wife will probably listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you didn't say anything bad. See, now you get to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. And it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. I gotta go.